I'll leave you with this with Dustin Chafin. We're in a walk-in <laughs> closet, all right? Without, it is a closet. <laughs> this I, used to be a closet. But see, you're you know you're used to uh, comedy. Everything's you know what I mean. We don't we're the Mexicans of showbiz. Like you know everything. If it, a comic's involved, we're not going to get the high end part of it. You know what I mean? I'm sure somebody else like a an actor, somebody who's on this thing, they probably have you know maybe another studio on the far wing or something. You mean like Joe Rogan? <laughs> Guy yeah. like Joe Rogan? Joe Rogan. You like Joe Rogan? I. I I, I mean, I like him personally. Yeah, good uh, dude. Uh, you know, he's he's a nice enough guy. I like him because he's so different. Yeah, and he's had a uh, he's had a career that you could marvel at. Oh, absolutely. Um, Sitcom actor. Yeah, nonstop work. UFC stuff. Yeah, uh, the Fear Factor. Like it's and it's yeah. all bizarre how he, the whole thing came together. I'm always amazed. Get it? Yeah, I'm always amazed at people like like Joe Rogan who have had ridiculous opportunity one right like a domino effect of opportunity yeah you know what i mean and um i i admire that and uh, it's good to see that uh it just gives gives me hope that something like that could happen to anybody you know <laughs> and i don't i don't mean yeah. that to, no 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 I'm not, I know. I'm not demeaning his talent no, absolutely but just the fact that um you know you got some, well, i think there's a trend too and things that like i've noticed it's like people or a little more now than before, but it's like people are finding like their passions, you know mm. what I mean? And then you cultivating a career out of their passions, like his passions, MMA and all that stuff. So he somehow figured out his love for that and made that into a career of announcing and all that stuff, which I think that's, that's you know, pretty impressive. Uh, his, that, he's, I think he's unbelievably yeah. impressive, and yeah. uh, I think he's unbelievably blessed. Absolutely, isn't that everybody? I've never, I've never seen anybody that's like you know doing well. That's that's not the case. Yeah. I have. Have you? Yeah, I've interviewed. A lot. Like, I've interviewed a lot of people that yeah. that I found to be repulsive. Okay, that were, they were extremely repulsive is something different. I thought you were talking about like people making it would not have. Oh, like, oh, without without the blood, without being those blessed. two things, yeah. those two balances. Yes, I agree with you. I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, once in a while, you know, like a Steve Martin or something. You know, somebody maybe they're just brilliant and it just happened for them because of their cosmic well, way. But I met Steve Martin. Yes, uh, awesome. I was in a pharmacy. <laughs> okay, and um, <laughs> I went up to him. Did you? Yeah, and yeah. I entered. I I went up to him and I said, Mister Martin. I said, I want to thank you for your body of work. That's nice. So he said, uh, well, thank you very much. I said, your art, your writing, your acting, your music, your comedy. I said, your body of work is amazing. It goes on and on. I said, you could be one of the most talented performers that... Unbelievable, yeah. It, yeah. I said, people don't know. I mean, you know, he does so much. Even, sure. Even paintings and whatnot. Yeah. So he goes, I... I he goes, I... I really want to thank you. Thank you so much. It's so kind of you to say that. He goes, what about yourself? What do you do? I said, I'm a comedian. He goes, oh, what's your name? I said, you never heard of me. <laughs> and he just burst out laughing. And I walked away. I just wow. left it. Yeah. You walked away. Wow. Yeah, I didn't want to say anything. Yeah. I'm, I'm, what am I going to say Steve Martin? Tell him, hey, hey. Give him your card with your little headshot yeah. on it. Yeah. You know, hey. <laughs> hey, you want to come see me at the Chuckle Hut? Bring, I got to bring two people. Can you be one of the two? Yeah. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. No. What pharmacy you, are you in that you're seeing Steve Martin? He lives around the corner from me. He lives on the Upper West Side. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. He lives on... He lives on is that a first for your podcast? <laughs> Somebody dropped the microphone? It's on a stand and a table, and you figure out a way to oh. drop it. Yeah. Good for you. You know you're doing good when you can make the host laugh. <laughs> I'm an awful host, but I love comedy, so that's why we're here. No, yeah. That's amazing. It's like... Yeah, he lives around the corner. That's great because that's a weird that's a weird moment when it's somebody you idolize and somebody you want to respect and somebody you just want to have that connection and talk. But I, it, I never it could go bad. It I, could go bad. I never go up to people. Yeah. Never. I mean, it's not my thing. But yeah. he and he's his demeanor is morose. Yeah, he's not like a, a smiling guy. He's no. not like the type of guy that you would approach. No. You know what I mean? He, it doesn't mean he's a bad person, but you just see him. He's he's not. He doesn't look like he's in a good mood. No, ever. Even on an interview, yeah. like it comes and goes. Yeah, like ever. You tell so you on the street, yeah. he's he's even more defensive. Sure. But um, I just I just wanted to take the opportunity because I really, I'm I was really as a fellow performer. Yeah. His array of talents. Is is he the only person you've walked up to like that? Or has it been sports people or anybody else? Uh, 
Because you've interviewed a lot of people. I I walked up to, oh, this is funny. Uh, Well, at least I think it is. I was in I was in I was in um, California. Okay. And I saw Martin Cove. Oh, okay. You know who he is? Yes. He played the sensei in Karate Kid. Yes. And um, I just come out. Actually, came out of a tanning salon. Yeah. Um, And he was. It was like a little. Strip. Rambo 2, I think he was into. Yeah, he was in Rambo 2, but this is, I think, before that. Then yeah. it was in a strip mall. And I went up to him and I said, Martin, I said, I'm a huge fan. And he goes, thank you very much, son. I said, you know your, uh, your uh, character in uh, The Karate Kid? He said, yes. I said, I've modeled my whole life <laughs> after that character. <laughs> and he said, you know what he said to me? He goes, you're an asshole. <laughs> And I couldn't. I just walked away. <laughs> I think I love that's a TV show right there. Just yeah. you randomly going up to people and yeah. just and then just leaving like that. I love and, your awkward. And I did it to so funny Robert Worrell. Who's Robert Worrell? Um, he he was in a, a uh, an old movie called uh, Hollywood Nights. That's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. and he played yeah. he played Newborn Turks. Okay, it's been and, a while, but yeah, yeah, and it, he farted to the song Valare. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I had to see, and yeah. I did. I did pretty much did the same thing to him, and he called me a shithead. You know what I mean? I said that character. I modeled my whole life after that character, New Bomb Turts. And he goes, "You some kind of shithead kid?" He goes, <laughs> "I love it. That's your go-to. That's you just, like, yeah. just everybody you meet. You just say that. No, it's like, it only those. Just like, could, you know, because I I did it because." I they 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 weren't A listers, you know what I mean. So yeah. you know B listers tend to enjoy the attention. They get okay. excited. They get excited when you and people know yeah, who they are. Yeah, so like like Steve like, Martin's a whole other thing. But yeah, yeah, like you and I, like sure. you know, like we're D listers. <laughs> if, if someone <laughs> someone recognizes us, we're like, why? No, I'm like an F. You're about a, you're about a C minus. No, I'm. I mean, no. you, you know, it's fading, but you, you're it's about fading. a C-. Yeah, it's fading. <laughs> fading fast. <laughs> By the time I leave this pi- podcast, I'll be a D. I'll be a D minus. I can tell you that. But you, you know, you've had some cool stuff going on. You know, it's like you know, it's a cool, interesting life. Like about all the comics that uh, I talk to, it's like you've really done a lot of cool shit. Everything from like professional sports to radio. Like it's really impressive to uh, just have a life that like you have one of those sitting on the on the porch. You know, telling your life story, interesting big fish kind of moments. You know what I mean? Like, you have a lot to tell. You know what I mean? You've lived a life. It's a book. It's a great yeah, book. Uh, you know, it's interesting you say that because um, sometimes I look back on everything that happened to me yeah. and um, I just feel exhausted. <laughs> but you're young, though. You know? No, I know. a lot but left. You know? I know, but I'm saying it, it, it was like I've had people come up to me and say, I can't believe you've you've been able to do so many different things. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, and my friends always tease me. They, you know, you know, like the Italian Forrest Gump. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> things, amazing. things just yeah. happen to you. You know what I mean? Cause I never, yeah. I never wanted to be on the radio. I never, yeah. I never had any desire to be on the radio. I never okay. had any desire to be a comic. Okay. Um, I didn't really want to play football. Yeah. You know what I mean? I never really, you know, all these things, I don't want to say just happened, I was able to make them happen, but I was afforded a lot of opportunities. Yeah, and um, I feel I feel very blessed for that. Um, I was I was hosting a dance contest in a uh, in a, a nightclub. Okay, um, and I'll never forget. It was called the Erotic Dance Contest, and first prize was fifty dollars. <laughs> Nothing. And there was no second prize. You know what I mean? Yeah. So after it got done, some guy comes up to me. He goes, "Hey." Uh, can I talk to you for a minute? And I said, yeah. He goes, um, you ever think about doing the radio? And I said, why would I want to do the radio? Now, I come from a family of cops and firemen. Yeah. All civil service workers. Nobody worked creatively in my family at all. So he says, you know, you got a great voice and your type of humor. You did really well on the radio. So I said, what do you want to drink? <laughs> like, what the hell is this all about? This, yeah. is, this is stupid. He goes, no, no, I, I work at, you know, Z100. Here, oh, wow. in the, here in the city. He goes, here's my card. Why don't you come down and I'll show you around the station. And he goes, maybe you can get a feel for it. So you were emceeing this contest thing? Yeah. And okay. It came out. Okay. And that, that's, that was it. That yeah. was the start of my radio Bang. career. And then 
I was managing a comedy club and comedians didn't show up one night and uh, I was forced to host. Oh, that's my world. And that was that was the start of that. Wow. Yeah. And you started doing stand up. Yeah, I started doing stand up. What's what's the radio like journey like? What's so you started? The radio journey was interesting because I would go to Z100 at night, three nights a week. I worked during the day. Um, I worked at nightclubs on the weekend, uh, so I was very familiar with music. And I would go there. I'd do voices, write comedy, and so on and so forth. I never got paid. Okay. For years. Wow. So it was paid like, dues. and I, ne- I never thought that I would get paid. Okay. I never. There was no. There yeah. was no end game. Yeah. There's no money in this today. Yeah. yeah well. <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's barely money in things like radio and promoting. Well, because you think it's you know promoting you or whatever. You're getting good exposure from it. Well, you you believe me, things could change in a second, like they did yeah. for me. So sure. what happened was, um, the guy I was working with, he went out to Kiss FM in Los Angeles. I continued to work with him uh-huh. out on Kiss FM. Then I worked with him. There was a live radio show in Disney. I wrote for that. That was the first time that I got paid. And I worked at KGGI in Riverside, and I got paid from there. And then there was an audition in the 90s over here for KTU. Okay. Uh, and I got the job. Goomba Johnny in the house. Goomba Johnny was born. Wow. And that was the, the whole Goomba, Goomba Johnny thing was only because uh, they didn't the the guy who ran the station didn't like the way my name sounded. <laughs> so he said, because my name is John Saliano. Uh-huh. And he goes, it's too hard to say. So he goes, you need a nickname. Because that's what radio's about. Radio's yeah. about nicknames. Mad and, Dog. Yeah. yeah. Just like cartoons. You know, yeah. cartoons, Huckleberry Hound or or whatever it may be, uh, Quick Draw, McDraw, yeah. they test all those names. So yeah. the kids... Steamboat Willie. Right. Yeah. The, so the kids remember them. So radio is similar, similar to that. Attention span like a child. You know, most people driving yeah. their car. Like, yeah. yeah. So he goes, can you come up with a name? He goes, I like, he goes, I love the Italian thing. Okay. So I said, um, how about we call, I call myself Tony Monero <laughs> from Saturday Night Fever. He goes, that's fantastic. So I said, wait, I can't do that. So he goes, why not? I said, I can't dance. <laughs> I said, I'm not going to call myself Tony Monero and go to these clubs and all these girls come up to me. Tony, will you dance with me? Tony, dance with me. No, I got a bad ankle. I said, just ping abroad in yeah, the back of a car on a bridge. Yeah, I'll see. You. I'll meet you on the Verrazano. Um, no, so uh, so he goes. Well, something else. So I said, uh, how about Johnny Goomba? So he looked at me and he goes, Goomba Johnny. He goes, you're going to be famous. And he walked down the hall. Wow. And that was that's, it. That's awesome. See, I yeah. thought it was like a sports thing or something. Like, no. I had no idea. I thought it was like seventh grade. Somebody no. Goomba Johnny, cut a ball, and blah, blah, blah. And, no. Wow. That was it. And then that was 1996. And then I, Okay. And uh, it just stuck. Yeah. You know. And, uh, that's it. You know, I don't mean it's not my Christian name. No. There's no Saint Goomba. <laughs> there might be. I think well, this is all over. Who I knows? might be the first. <laughs> you, you, might, you might be looking at see, someone very religious. You manage a club. I manage a club, and it's like awful. What an awful thing that is sometimes. Well, it was rough. I mean, I yeah. managed discotheques, comedy clubs, strip clubs. What comedy clubs? Uh, two. One I owned. Two. One, owned? one wow. was in Yonkers, and one was in uh, Hastings and Westchester. Okay. That's a little better, I think. That's well, it was, the know. one in Yonkers was very rough. It was rough. Yeah. This is a Yonkers Comedy Club. Is it the same space? Probably not. No. No, it was on Central Avenue. It was called Shooting Stars, and it was when comedy was at its height. Okay. You know, it was in the 80s. Oh, wow. You know, guys were getting uh, $500 to go out on a Wednesday. Wow. I hear about these things. I just start jerking off. You know what I mean? I I just remember calling a a comedian (laughs) up. Uh, I don't want. I'm not going to mention his name. Okay. And it was a Tuesday night, and I said I can only give you 300. JJ. Okay. He goes, I'm not going. I'm not going out of my house for 300. Wow. On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. Yeah. Now we do 25 dollars spots. Yeah. Wow, that's I'm awful. Not going out of my house. That is awful. <laughs> yeah. And, and the guy's still doing comedy today. But, I, but people were excited about comedy. I mean, people were like, right? well, it was like a new kind of people well, there was wanted no, to go to clubs. There was no Comedy Central. Yeah, and so you, if you wanted to see you it, you com- had to go live. Yeah, and it really was on fire. Okay. You know, it was on fire. Were there drop-ins and stuff out in places like that, you know, in Yonkers? Was it like... Uh, no, we, had, we just had a three-person show every okay. week, you know. Right. I mean, we had a lot of great, you know, I mean, we'd get Ray Romano okay. was there. Gotcha. and um 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Who's some of the guys that you would know? Uh, Joe Vega would Kinnison? come. Get JJ, Kinnison no, Rodney came. Rodney, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, no, I worked with Kinnison. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, please tell me. As a bodyguard. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> wow, but that was a lot of like, you know. I met Sam. And um, he had a full-time bodyguard, and when he came to New York, I would uh, – this was long before I got in comedy or radio. Yeah. I would uh, – he would pick me up as extra security. Really? Yeah. How was he as a person? It seemed like he was, he was good um, to people that were good to him kind of thing. Um, Maybe not. Sam know. was unique in the fact that when he told a story, um, you hung on every word, even if the story was insignificant. He was a real preacher. Uh, yeah. He was a tremendous orator. Okay. And um, I would say, as a comedian, because of the drugs and alcohol, he was probably 50% of what he could have been. Sure. He he could have been... I mean, even even with his 50%, oh, he he'll, always, he'll always be remembered. Um, yeah. But if he was really put, you know... His special, that one special where I think he's... I'll be at the store or something. It's like a, or one of the play yeah. even that one where he's doing the necrophilia. Joke, yeah, I think is the best special ever for me. For me, just it's just yeah. flawless, and you know how great that special is. So, I'll never so forget. Fun. We were at Rascals in New Jersey, and uh, which was like a three hundred fifty seat comedy Remember that club. place. Yeah, and um, he was doing like a whole week there. It was weird because at the time him and Dice were big, and they would go to Rascals. And they would work like a week or ten days at a time and take wow. the take the door. Wow! And the door was thirty five dollars at that time. At that time, wow. and they would take the whole door. Good for them. You know, so they would walk away after ten days with like a hundred grand or whatever That's it may amazing. be. Amazing. Yeah, this is this is yeah. you know, and you couldn't get in. I mean, it was packed. Yeah. So uh, he goes up on stage, and he has uh, his regular bodyguards sitting on the left, and I'm sitting on the right of the stage. Yeah. And he's going on and on. Some woman gets up. She goes, Sam, Sam, I'm a woman. She goes, a man broke my heart. A, ra- a man ruined my life. He, you, never make, you never make fun of men. You only put women down. It happened to me. Why do you do that? And he goes, okay, all right. He's going back and forth. He goes, that's a good question. He goes, I'm willing to answer that. You want to know why I don't make fun of men? Because a man never fucked my best friend. A man never took half my money. A man never stole my house. Sit down, you whore. You're a... And people started throwing stuff at him. Wow. People were throwing yeah. hamburgers and chips. And they had, to, uh, they had to escort her out. Oh, my God. They had to escort her out of the club. And I said, why did you throw that woman out after the show? They go, we couldn't guarantee her safety. <laughs> And the place went nuts. And that was Sam. Wow. That's phenomenal. Sam, yeah, Sam could um, Sam could start a riot if he wanted to. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? I mean, he ha- he spoke like that, and pe- oh, yeah. people loved I him. I remember being a kid. It's like I listened to the city yeah. over and over, and that's when I learned that rock, that comedy could be like rock. Like, it was just as powerful as Zeppelin to me, you know, like when I well, heard him. Well, it's funny that you said that, because every rock and roll band wanted to party with him. That was the rite of passage. I partied with Kinnison, man. Exactly. I partied with Kin- no matter who it was, Motley Crue, yeah. Aerosmith, you know. Oh, man, I spent the night with Sam. It was like, it, it was like you got a tattoo. Yeah. Like, I'm cool. Yeah, I saw The Dirt the other night. Have you seen that yet? Uh, no, I didn't see it. Yeah, it was interesting. Just this that whole time, you know, the 80s with yeah. comedy and music. A it's ga- just uh, totally different. A, a, guy, a friend of mine, Vinny Tyrone, uh, God rest his soul, he passed away. He 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 worked with Tommy Lee and Heather. And he used, oh, to, really? he used to travel with the crew. Oh, okay. As wow. a bodyguard. He was big, 300 pounds. You'd have, <clears> you'd have to be with that band. Yeah. They he, were maniacs. Yeah, he was... <laughs> The stories that he did, he would tell stories about what Motley Crue would do, and you were like, "You're making this up." 
You know what I mean? Like, this is, this is yeah. impossible because you have no idea what's going on. You have no idea. They had they had funny scenes in it. They had, like, Ozzy, like, snorting ants and stuff. You know? Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, Just, like, licking his own pee off the pool and, like, just crazy shit, you know? The, the, that was my favorite part with the Ozzy and Motley Crue kind of internet because they opened for Ozzy. Yeah, I never so, got into Ozzy. Yeah? No? Yeah, I mean, some of the Black uh, Sabbath stuff, you know, like Iron Man and Paranoid, that album. Yeah, I like. I, I've seen him live. I saw him mm. with Sabbath, you know, in PNC or something, and that was fun. Then I saw him by himself. He's good. I mean, it's what that, it is. The reality show ruined it for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, anytime you get the real side of, like, an idol or a rock star or something, like, it definitely takes it away. Yeah, like, I'm like, this guy's a dick. I'm not going to go see him. Yeah. I don't even like interviews with people sometimes. I just want to keep that mystique. That's why Gennaro's a genius. Oh, because he just doesn't he do them, right? He doesn't do them. And, yeah. And I think it's by design. Oh, really? Yeah, because he's... He's never done like a, a Fallon? He's done a Fallon or something. Yeah, I mean, you know, on, on and off, and he's always like... He's always like... Uh, like an enigma when he's on there, you know. What I mean, he never really says anything or is engaging or anything. No, I mean, he, I mean, he'll say some political stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's that's later on in life. Yeah, you know, but he um, gets into that stuff. Which... Yeah, I, I, I don't. How do you feel about that? About about celebrities and and political getting involved politically. I mean, you know, the first instinct is, you know, it just depends on what side you're on, you know, because uh, I mean, it's like, you know, the left has like. You know, pretty much all the elite, where where the right is like, <laughs> it's always like Chuck Norris and you know, yeah, just like Clint Eastwood, yeah, you know, Clint Clint is Clint is definitely the high. He's yeah, he's, he's the high end, yeah, on that side yeah. for sure, and he's the best. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, you're just an actor, you know. I feel comedians probably have a bigger because we we you know we create thoughts on stage where most of these people they yeah. might create a movie that kind of leans towards something that's yeah. important. But uh, I don't know. I mean, not at a speech award show or something. I don't think no. they should do that. I think that's the one thing that people don't get about comedy, that it's yeah. not facts. It's, it's art. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's exaggeration. It, yeah, it's, it's something, that's, exploration. It's something that, that's created. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, and when people try to censor comedy now, you know, with, yeah. all, with all the stuff, you know, the, the highly sensitivity type training that some, some of these people have or try and, try yeah. and, try and implement and, into comedy. And, yeah, and I think art makes it kind of more palatable. It's like, you know, like, um, you know, Freebird, not Freebird, but um, Sweet Home Alabama. Like, right. that's a song that's about a lot of stuff. Right. But they're able to get get away with and talk about and, you know, through the, a great melody. And, right. And, and, you know, so the art itself, like, makes that work, whereas opposed to somebody just stumbling through a speech because they got an award or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I, I get all that. I'm yeah. just, I'm just, I, I guess I'm protective of, of what we do. Yeah. Because, you know, people try to, um, you know, people try and censor. People want to censor. There was no. Want to censor everything. Of course, there was no host at the Academy Awards. That is like that has been the the comedian. I mean, there's so many comedians have worked over the years have, being a host on mm. you know the Oscars, and then it also employs so many writers. Like they took away a lot of stand up jobs yeah. by not having a host this year. You know. It, yeah, I mean, but more important than that, uh, you know, it's like they caved into. Um, oh, because something somebody said ten yeah. years ago. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too. I mean, God forbid, you know, I have, I mean. Well, that's modern day. They're, ta they're, my, ta they're taking modern day morality. Yeah. And um, they'll take it from today and go back as far as they want and apply it. Yeah. And I that part I don't get. Uh, look at the stuff the com uh, comedians uh, said in the 80s. Look at yeah. you know, Eddie well, Murphy. Well, forget it. What about Faggots the look at my ass. Like, well, what about the TV yeah. shows? All in the Everything. Family. You, oh. you can never have that now. Yeah. What about the movie Blazing Saddles? <laughs> that would cause a riot now. If somebody... Blazing would, Saddles came out now, people would go, good God in heaven. Even Airplane. Yeah. Even, that's a we're, lighter version. We're yeah. all going to hell. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like... These I talk jive. What? You know, I'm yeah. like... I don't Yeah, I don't understand that. <laughs> It's like I, I say to some of these people, you, you're not doing anything with your hashtags. You want to change the world, join the Peace Corps. Well, comedy, to me, comedy should be and always will be to me, like, you know, the energy of a speakeasy, you know, where it's just like, it's the place that you're supposed to hear stuff you're, that you shouldn't, 
Like it's the place where it's it's private. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it has that. Like it should be that moment where you just like you know you laugh at stuff that maybe you shouldn't. You know, it's like you're hearing things maybe you shouldn't hear before seven o'clock. No, hands know? hands off, you know? man. Yeah, I the comedy to me is got to be hands off. Yeah. Got to be hands. Have you had censorship problems at all? Have you ever been like on stage? No, and, not really. Just... I I watch what I do. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, um, I'll, I'll, I'll. You be... go pretty edgy though. I've seen you. Yeah, you but know. I mean, because of because but you're so fucking likable though. It's, it's thank like, you. Like it's difficult to like get mad at you. Well, I I don't, I don't I, yeah. <laughs> I, bet, I don't, you know I don't, I don't I, think people take yeah. me too seriously. You know what I mean? They know I'm not taking myself seriously. Yeah. I don't come off like that. But I will censor my mind, and yeah. I, I hate that I do that because I'm giving in to the way it is today. It depends on the check for me. Yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> if they're paying you. Yeah, yeah. It depends. It really does. Like for twenty dollars, I'm gonna say whatever the hell I want. You know, yeah. but if you're paying me a grand and you're putting me up, but, it's a, you know, you know what today I'll play the rules. Where would Kinnison fit in today? Where would Lenny Bruce fit in today? You know, where would these guys fit in today? Where would Eddie Murphy fit in today? Yeah. Would they be ostracized? No, Trump well, fans would love them. Well, well, you can't just say, you just can't say Trump. Trump is like Kennison. He is like Dice. Well, he is. He's like a he's like a president version of that. He really is. The way he tweets, the way he says things, he says the irreverent. He's, he's I don't. He I, is. I, he's I, our fucking Kennison right I, now. No, I see him more as Dice. <laughs> I see him more okay. as okay. As hilarious though. Yes, uh, Dice. Uh, yeah, he's more of a Dice for sure. Donald, he's a character. Donald Dice Trump. <laughs> I see him. I definitely see him more as as I know. I do. I see him. He more. would. He could sell out comedy clubs. They would. If they're already booking porn stars that banged him, why, they would totally book him. He should do that. He should like might as well. You know. Right. How, do, how do you feel about that? When people that aren't comics just go into comedy right away, and just start selling out clubs and doing that. Well, like, like you know, like Stormy you know, Daniels. You know, Stormy Daniels. Yeah, that's she, what I'm saying. She yeah. performed in Houston. Yeah, yeah. It's like a Wednesday night. She headlined the Joint. I think it was called. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I, I see the humor in it. And I'm like, I wonder if she's nervous, you know, but she's willing to get, she's taking have, off, have she's anal she's sex. She's taking 100 dicks. Yeah, have anal sex. <laughs> On a sex. Thursday. I think she can yeah. handle a little silence yeah. in the crowd. <laughs> oh, no, I just, I'm trying to picture her backstage, like saying, oh my God, I'm so nervous. And I'm like, yeah. really? <laughs> you see I would have been. the size of that guy's cock? I would have yeah. been a lot more nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't imagine the prep for for porn. I had a porn star on here, and we yeah. were talking, and it was just like, uh, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know how you get in that zone. You know what I mean? Just, like, I don't know. There's, there's I don't a, know. I, I've been read. I read recently where you know there's a they have a high suicide rate. Really? Yeah. I, Dentists I, and porn stars, huh? Yeah, <laughs> and especially dentists who are porn stars. Oh yeah, yeah very high. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making this up. Mike King. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I, look, I don't I don't, you know, would you ever do porn? Oh god, no. <laughs> I I I don't want to turn the lights on when I'm with my wife. Yeah. Yeah, I I've never I'm I'm shy. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, I'm not I don't wouldn't describe myself as inhibited sexually. Yeah. But definitely shy. I mean, I'm not like the. When you call yourself Goomba, Johnny, the, the, you know. No, it's, it's, a, I don't, it's yeah, But I, now that I know that where it came from, but yeah. in my head, I was like, this guy'll do anything. You're that guy that takes his shirt off. Let's party. No. You know, but, but that's no, what it, like that's Gronk. What it, yeah, you're Gronk. Yeah, no. in my mind, just because of the nickname and the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, just, I was never like that. You're, you're tall and big. Like, it just feels no, I was, I was jockey, never, you know? Yeah, no, I'm a jock. There's <laughs> yeah. no doubt about it. But I was, I was, uh, no. No, I was I, my relationship with women were was um I had to get quite a few green lights. Yeah. Yeah, before I responded. I yeah, I I, I was definitely shy. Which, with, with women, like in other yeah. words, you know, I had to make sure that somebody really liked me, you know what I mean? I was I I guess cuz I had a tremendous fear of rejection. Yeah, we all do. Yeah, like I see guys walk up to women. I'm like, I could never. I see them on the subway sitting next to me. Uh, just well, I had I had friends. Yeah. I you know I had friends tell that me kind you of know, confidence. Oh, they would tell me it's just it's a numbers game. It's sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I had one friend. It's a sport. <laughs> you don't understand. It's a sport. You just I, have. I, to, I you, could never. You do just that. have to keep going. I had to know somebody for like yeah. six months or something. Yeah, you got to. You're not yeah. trying. You, it's people yeah. just tell me you're not trying hard enough. Yeah. I'm like I'm, I'm, I don't want I, I you know what I mean yeah. like I was like more like I want something to happen organically yeah sure. you know even before people were using the word organic yeah you know and um before it was a Whole Foods yeah yeah 
But but do you think like women was it easier to get women? I know you're married. I don't want to disrespect that. But but do you think it was easier to get women when you were in sports or when you were in doing stand up or doing uh, radio? Do you feel like there was any like pockets? Because I feel stand up was how I kind of girls got to see me at my best yeah. when I'm on stage. Like right. I feel rock starry. I right. I just have a swag to me that I just awkwardly don't have off stage. You know, like for it took me a while to learn how to talk to girls. I, I don't I don't see you that way with guys. I mean I see I yeah. mean you're very personable. Yeah, but it's, it's and you're very well liked. Thanks Believe, man. I mean I've done a lot of work spite, on myself. In spite yeah. of yourself. You're very well liked. You know what I mean? Well, that's and nice. I've never heard nice any. To know. I, I yeah. mean, I'm not you know tooting your horn. I, no. I've never heard anybody <laughs> say a bad. Like you never heard anybody say a bad word about you. Oh, that's which great. is which yeah. you know, and that I think part of that has to do with um, comedians are great people. I think so. Yeah, I, I, it, it always breaks my heart when somebody's an asshole yeah. because I'm like, no, nah, but man. it's but it's rare. Yeah. It is rare. It's yeah. rare. I've been parts of. I've been in lots of groups. I've been yeah. I. Uh, I, I played sports up into the professional level. I was in radio. I've done some TV, some film. Uh, I was a garbage man. I was a limo driver. I, 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 I did it all. And I met yeah. people from all walks of life. And if anybody asks me to describe myself, I always say that I'm a comedian. Yeah. And it's the, um, it's the only association that I've ever had being a comedian where you can get off stage and somebody will come up to you and say, Hey, I really loved that bit that you did. That was fun. That was so funny. You know what? I wish I wrote that joke. And actually give you a compliment with tremendous sincerity and mean yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? What job give uh, treats you like that where other people will, you know, it, it's, it's such yeah. a brother. Yeah, Larry from accounting is not walking over and be like, oh, the way you caught that number. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not going to happen. And it doesn't happen in a pizzeria. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen anybody cut a pizza like that before. Oh, but just, but in comedy, it only. <laughs> it's 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 a brotherhood. And when yeah. there's like six comedians, four comedians around, yeah. kicking around punchlines. Yeah. Oh man, I'm in heaven. Oh, you're yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Guys absolutely. just kicking around punchlines, having yeah. fun and goofing around. Well, you create you create a good vibe. You know, yeah. I've, I've I, I don't see that often. You know, I yeah. see probably once a month at Stamp New York or something. Yeah. but I love comedians. Yeah, but you always yeah. you're, you're always welcoming. You know, yeah, it's, I, I, it's nice. I, it's nice I, to see. And I like I like I like young comedians too. Yeah, you do. It's, yeah, it, yeah. It's, I like the vibe I, is good. Yeah, yeah, I like young comedians, and I like you know the people. Um, Oh, but I would say this. I did not like the way you brought me up uh, the last time you brought me up. It was freaking hilarious. What did I say? You're fucking, you're just the worst. So we're at Stamp New York. Yeah. <laughs> and you weren't disrespectful, like, the way you brought me up. But so it's like, you know, I'm last. It's like, I'm trying to, like, you know, yeah. it's like closing that room out. It can always be kind of weird because they're yeah. dropping checks and stuff. So you're like, whatever. And then you get up there, and it's a pretty good crowd. And then there's some little Jewish kid, and you're just like, hey, you want to do stand-up? <laughs> so oh, brought, I brought the kid up. brought this stupid little kid on stage. <laughs> Yes, and then you're basically walking him through a punchline. Yeah, you're, you're basically like telling him what to say, and yes. I was like, "Oh my god!" It'd be one thing if he's like, "Hey, I want to be a comedian." He had some jokes ready to go. Yeah, but you're just walking him through this yeah. joke, joke, and I'm like, "Oh, this guy!" And then his whole family's there, yeah. and then I literally I bomb for like three minutes. People, like I, people are crying after he gets oh, on stage. Yeah, yeah. he's the best. Like it's yeah. all emotional. He's probably shy and weird at school, and like, yeah. this is his moment to break out of that shell. I, so it's like this emotional, beautiful thing I, for this I, family. I shouldn't have done it. You're right. You're right. I shouldn't have done it. (laughs) I I bombed for like three minutes. No, no, you're right. You're right. I shouldn't because you can't. It's you can't follow that animals and kids. It's, oh my it's, god! You know, and I was just like this freaking guy. No, I know, <laughs> I know, and 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 you know what? It wasn't intentional. It was. Oh, I didn't it, care. It, no, it was. But no, I was, laugh about it. It's spontaneous, and it I was, know. and it was a mistake. But it was, it was, it turned out to be a good bit. Yeah. Um. The, you know, the family thanked me up and down. You didn't, oh, but sure. the family <laughs> thanked me up and down. And sometimes we do it to ourselves. You know, yeah. I I was doing a bit, and I uh, was talking about. 23 and me okay and i i said has anybody in the audience um did the 23 and me yeah and um a woman raises her hand tentatively i said miss do you want to say something she goes yes i do <laughs> i said well what did you, f- you find out anything interesting she goes yes i did <laughs> i said well you want to tell us she goes 
I found out I was German. <laughs> so I said, well, what's so interesting about that? She goes, both my parents are French. <laughs> I was adopted. Oh, and, and the whole crowd oh, started crying. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, thank you, lady. Do I look like Dr. Phil? What do I do now? I said, people are crying, sending over drinks to your table because you found out you adopted through 23andMe. Oh, my god! I said, I'm supposed to do comedy now? Yeah, you swab your cheek. Oh, then... my God. It was wow. horrible. Wow. Yeah, it was so funny. Yeah. yeah. You know? But... She goes, I'm sorry. Because I just, I had, after the show, she goes, it just felt like sharing it. <laughs> I said, well, your moment ruined my moment. How's that? Yeah, but you get off on that. Yeah, story. I know. It was you, fun. I thought it was yeah, funny. Yeah, so. yeah. You get off on, like, oh, I uh, could tell that you, that's why you brought the kid up. Like, you get off on these, and that's the thing about comedy. Yeah. You could just, you could do whatever you want. Yeah. You know? It's like rock and roll. You could just, you know, yeah. bring a kid up. You can just go off on some 23andMe thing. Yeah, and that's what's interesting when people see you or, or me during the week in the city performing. Um, you know, I mean... It, it's loosey-goosey. It's not like a regular gig. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, you know, we're taking chances. Yeah. You know, doing yeah. doing some new stuff. Stuff's bombing. Yeah. Stuff's really working. Stuff's not working. We're playing yeah. with the crowd. We're, you I, know. I love when I host. I, I, I love when comedians come up with notes. Like, like the real comedians. Yeah. Like I'll see Gaffigan come up with notes. Sure. Or Mercurio or, you know, anybody who's like, Mercurio's famous for the notes. Mercurio's hilarious though because he'll go, Mercurio, I love him and yeah. I'll say this to his face. Yeah. He'll go up and he'll he'll bring up like a stack of notes and it looks like it got it out of the garage, like behind the refrigerator. Like they're all crinkled for, up. For a guy who's an ex-lawyer. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's exactly. Really, really unprofessional. Oh, I'd hate to be his paralegal. Yeah, yeah. yeah like it's just very unprofessional. Chaos, yeah. chaos. Yeah. So he has all these stacks of notes, yeah. and then he'll just get up and just do crowd work, or he'll do just his regular set, and it's like, yeah. what, what is that on the stool? <laughs> yes, I know. Well, well, he. So I, I work, he'll do a lot of new stuff for sure, but a I lot work, of times he do, he'll do that. I, so. and yes, yeah. And I worked. Like, I worked up. with him uh, last Sunday. <laughs> yeah, and he was. He had all his notes, and he was going. All right, he's going. All right. <laughs> All right, it's let's like No, he goes, let's see if you like this one. And then he goes over to his notes and he yeah. goes back and forth. Yeah. And I'm like, I wonder if the people really appreciate what this guy's doing. You know yeah. what I mean? Because he just wrote that joke and you're probably hearing it for the first or second time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And sometimes, yeah. you know, you know yourself. I mean, it takes you six months to find, a, to, to be able to. Oh my god! Uh, pull a bit together. Did a joke last night, and it was just like, and then it's that funny thing where you get kind of like insecure about it. And you're like, okay, I guess, and then you just like run to your old stuff. Yes, and you're just, just like, okay, I guess that's not gonna work. I thought it was gonna work out tonight, and be creative, and like, nope, okay. Sometimes I'll do a bit, and then after a show, somebody from the crowd will, will, will give me a punchline. Oh, I've done that too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, people come up to you, and I'm like, I, I would have never thought of that. I do think sometimes I'll, like, if I have something that's, like, a heavy tag joke, I'll be like, y'all want out if you got one. And then I'll just, whatever. And once in a while, yeah. somebody will give me something. Like, two or three jokes people have given me, like, oh, punchlines yeah. for. I mean, good stuff. Oh, yeah. I got stuff I've been using for years on the album and everything. Yeah. Like, people, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. So it's Sometimes it's... Uh... Sometimes it's nothing. But a lot of times it can yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... it's it's uh, it's. What's the craziest thing you've ever heard from an audience, like, offstage? They, they always say crazy shit sometimes. It's like um, anything like the the funniest thing I've ever heard is I was managing a comedy club and Daryl Hammond came up to the club in Yonkers. Okay. And he was the eighties, he was just in town. He was only featuring and doing impressions. Okay. He never had an act that was all together. Um there wasn't a lot of fluidity in his comedy because he was kind of like all over the place with his yeah. impressions and stuff like that. Yeah. No, it, no rich a little. Yeah. But his, <laughs> but funny, very funny. Yeah. Funny. Great. People like him. Yeah. A lot. You know what I mean? And yeah, he's great. He has a vulnerability and sensitivity on yeah. stage. You could see, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, he, you, uh, you know, he's a, he's an artist. And so he was, this club is filled with kids from, the Bronx and Yonkers. Very rough crowd. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? Very rough Italian. Sure. You know, Irish, you know, blue collar. Yeah. You know, like, you know, if I don't like you, you're going to know it. Yeah. So he's on stage, and it's like 10 minutes into his act, and he's kind of struggling a little bit. And he looks at the crowd very, very earnestly and says, come on, guys. Come on, guys. Give me a break. And some guy from the back yells out, he's wounded. Let's get him. 
and that became comedy legend. That story. That's beautiful. That yeah. true story. That's and so all comedians talk about that all the time. He's, He's wounded. Let's, Let's get him. <laughs> and and, and uh, yeah, why, why was it that in crashing or dying up here? Like that's amazing. The true like, story. Yeah, of course it is. That's why it's hilarious. True story. Yeah, and you um, can't make that up. Yeah, and then one time when I was managing the club, um, I got into a fight. Uh, Basil was on stage, and the club was packed. It held two hundred people. You know, Basil. He's a he's a he's a Greek comedian. Okay, um, travels around the country. He's okay. very, he's a very popular in the Greek community. And a funny guy, nice person too. So he goes. He's doing a he's doing a a, a bit, and he goes. Uh, he goes, ah, anybody been down south lately? So there's a guy. I don't know if you remember, you remember the movie Splash. Yeah, yeah. There's a guy with a broken arm with the stick. Yes. You know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, yes, He has the arm in the cast yes. and he has the stick yeah, yeah, yeah. with the thing. Yeah. And he's sitting down and he's got a beard and he's like, looks like a trucker. And he goes, I'm from the south. <laughs> and he goes, well, he goes, um, you know, I was down south and I met this girl. And he goes, my woman's from the south and she's a damn good woman. And Basil goes, well, that's, I'm just going to, yeah, thank you. He goes, I, I just, <laughs> this is just like the beginning of the bit. Yeah. He goes, you better not say anything about the women in the south. <laughs> so this guy's in the middle of the club. Yeah. Like second row. <laughs> right. With the arm sticking out. Nice. So he he <laughs> it gets progressively worse. Of course. And he gets very, very nervous. And he looks at me like you gotta do something. <laughs> so I go over to him with the broken arm and he gets up and I said, Look, you gotta you gotta let the comedian do his act. He swings around with the broken arm and tries to take my head off of oh, the wow. cast. I pick him up and pile drive him into the ground. Oh, no. Like instinctively. And he was out like a light. And the whole crowd goes, oh. And I'm like, I can't believe it. I just threw a guy with a broken arm down on the floor in front of 200 people. And he's out like a light. I look like such a bully. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I get him up. We get, we get him out. We get him. His story gets worse. Yeah. He gets in his car and he drives his car through the front of the comedy club. What? And gets arrested. Oh, my God. Yeah, right through the glass. Did anybody get hurt? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> Could you believe it? Oh, my God. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Does all a, for Like I a said, big truck or something? <laughs> and it all started with anybody here from the South. And that's what it ended up. If they're never more of a stereotype than this fucking guy, that's yeah, amazing. And it just I'd drive my truck to your window, <laughs> some bitch. Yeah. Talk about the South women. He didn't even have a car. <laughs> he didn't have a truck. He had a car. He had a car. Yeah. Oh my God. He had a car. He drove his car through the thing. Cops came, got arrested. Because <laughs> I hope you. <laughs> goes, wow. I said, I hope you're happy now. <laughs> And then he's like, "Okay, so those southern women." Let yeah, me but tell you, you don't, you don't. I was in a comedy club in Long Island. I was in the brokerage, and two women yeah. got in a fight. Really? Yeah. One of the funniest things I, I, I want to say funny, but one woman's cell phone got off. Okay. I was on stage. Okay. And uh, two Italian couples. They weren't together. Okay. And the woman goes, "Shut your cell phone off." No, shut your mouth. <laughs> bah, 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 bah. One thing led to another. Boom! Woman threw a glass. Oh no! And hit the woman in the head. And oh. She, and she was bleeding. Oh no! Then the husbands and the women started fighting. I jumped off the stage. Wow. And I got in the middle of it. Wow. And behind me, Vic DiPetetto <laughs> went up on stage, and the whole crowd, two hundred people, started singing "God Bless America." <laughs> While the fight was on, he goes, God bless America, land that I love. And everybody's singing, and I'm in the middle of the fight. And I'm like, I'm looking at Vic, like, what the fuck are you doing? You're supposed, you're supposed to be helping me out. And the cops came, and the women got arrested at, a con at my show. Wow. Yeah. God bless America. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, violence at a Goomba Johnny comedy show. That was, that was the only time. Well, you get for that nickname. Well, I mean, two women. <laughs> women get you, down. You've never had. I've been. You never had a sticky situation. Of course, I have. Yeah, Are you kidding me? We're comics, man. I um, I I used to drink a lot. 
like way too much. Yeah. And uh, I'm 10 years sober, all that stuff. But it's like I I used to drink a lot before I went up. And so some, I remember one time I was at um, Caroline's and I was just drunk at the bar. You know, mm. you know when you're friendly with the bartenders, right. they're just giving you loading yeah, up sure. whiskey and like, you know. Yeah. And that's the thing is I always, you know, I always say it's like when you're not quite where you want to be in comedy, it's like there's something kind of great, you know, like you kind of drink back where you deserve to be paid. You know no. what I mean? You're kind of like, ah, oh, you, know, yeah. you know, this is kind of the rock and roll. You get, you know, you think uh, you're rock and roll and all that bullshit. You know, the Kinnison stuff. Like, you think you're, you know, in your head, you're like, that's part of it. I've never drank once and gone on stage. Yeah, well, you're better than me. No, I don't mean yeah. that. I just... No, it's a beautiful thing. You I've, shouldn't. I've never thought, I've never even thought about it. it that, that's weird. It, I would like to go up there and smoke a cigar <laughs> like Ron White. Well, I think a cigar is fine, but even I heard with him, he doesn't really drink that. It's a lot of times it's tea or something. Oh, is it? That's what I've heard. Yeah, that's the that's the the behind the scenes. Nobody could tell a story like Ron White. Yeah, well, I don't think that you could probably tell it if you had that much scotch. <laughs> so, so I I believe the iced tea story. So, so I what, so. I go over to Broadway and I'm over there and I'm just drunk and I'm a piece of shit when I drink because uh, I'm from the, I'm from Texas. You know, don't talk about my women. And I'm on stage, and before I get up on stage, you ever see a show where it's like there's been a, like you said, like there's a problem that's been happening throughout the whole show. Like there's mm -hmm. a guy that's like been heckling everybody. So by the time you get up, and nobody's kicked him out because there's, you know, whatever. And mm -hmm. then by the time you get up, you're already angry. Right. Because you're just angry at the crowd or this guy in the crowd. Right. And so when you get up, your your instinct is to be a dick right away. Mm. And it was just like, I tried to ignore him or something, and I think he starts saying something. I go, shut up, faggot. And then I look to the left, mm. and then he just kind of hit me on the right. And oh, just really? And punched me twice. Uh, did knock me down, but kind of buckled me. Uh -huh. And I'm a boxer, so I kind of, you know, I had some skills to get back up and kind of whatever. And yeah. then it was just like, I had the mic stand. I kind of was trying to like, yeah. and I don't remember much else. And then he just kind of ran out of the club. But it was like, I wow. got decked. My cowboy hat flew across the room. Like, I was like, wow. I had a big welt on my head. Oh. Like, he like he really hit me hard. And then I knew. You didn't see it coming, though. No, I didn't. Because I, I, I called him faggot, which I shouldn't have. Right. And I think he might have been this big diesel guy. That's what the rumor was. He was like a big, tight diesel guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just saying that created. Yeah this whole thing and then but i did like lift my hands up to protect myself and he broke my watch like a big metal watch like this and oh wow it's like so that's how hard he hit me yeah, yeah so he like you know he hit yeah it was rough it was like you know i kind of slowly stopped drinking after that but it was a wake-up call but it's like uh yeah i've had a few instances like that and you're just yelling and yeah you, you know, know people you know, getting crazy you know uh sometimes it gets awkward i I'm, yeah. i've had i i i uh, probably the closest the most the one time I was scared on stage was my chiropractor came to see me and he got shit faced drunk. <laughs> shit faced. Oh, yeah. And he started with a table of kids that were from the Bronx <laughs> that were real, real, real men. Yeah. Real street guys. Yeah. They, and they don't fuck with that. Yeah. No. And it got really, I, I had, I literally had to beg these guys. Please don't beat him up. He's my chiropractor. <laughs> and I need they, his hands. And they just, like, and they just, Goomba, if you weren't here, we would kill him. Yeah. And they weren't kidding. They, yeah. they it got that ugly. And I'm like, was it like, like when tables kind of crisscross each other and like shut up that kind of thing? No, it was worse than that. He wouldn't stop. He was drunk. He was belligerent. He was, he was mentioning, you know, he just was. He was just in the crowd, but he was messing with another table. Well, yeah, he got in an argument with them, and they're going back and forth, and it got out of hand, and they're like, they're looking at me, and they're looking at him, like, you know, like, it's just a matter of time, and I'm, yeah. and I'm, I'm on stage, and I'm going, please. <laughs> I'm just commenting, yeah. please, you got to do me a I, favor. I can't have a murder, you please, know, they're going to book me again please, if you murder him. it's my chiropractor. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's yeah. drunk, and yeah. You know, the next day he called me on chiropractor, called me up, he goes, thank you. <laughs> he goes, thank you. I said, you had no idea. Those, yeah. these, these were not, these were customers, but these were, I, yeah. these are real guys that, oh, yeah. that are going to finish you. People can handle their booze, you know. I think it, it hurts a lot of comics. It, it ruins a lot of crowds. Like, it's just yeah. like, you know, it, but sometimes it can be fun, but most of the time it's, it can go wrong real quick. I had a guy heckle me once that got a little weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was opening up for Jay Moore. Okay. And I said, look, and this is years ago. It was bigger than what I am now. I said, uh, I said, uh, look, let's just do some basic biology. 
I'm six one. I'm two hundred and thirty pounds. I said I'm extremely well trained. <laughs> I said you're what are you five ten, hundred and seventy pounds? I said the comedian comes in, Jay Moore comes on after me. He's he's maybe one hundred and sixty. Why don't you wait for Jay? <laughs> <laughs> I said, you know, yeah, you know, Jay's watching me backstage <laughs> laughing. I said, I said, I'm not. I'm not that guy. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not the act that you want to fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was funny. It got yeah. really funny. But the guy, you know. Did you turn it a little bit? You turned the energy? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, that and... That's a difficult thing. It's like when you're in those moments. Well, yeah. I, I had one thing. I opened up for Dice Okay. at the Westbury Music Fair. Yeah. And there were 4,000 people there. Oh, wow. He was hot. Yeah. And I'm walking out to my mic... And at the time I was on the radio, Dice came out to the radio station. He promoted it. Me and Johnny are going to be at Westbury. Yeah. Totally sold out. I'm walking up to the mic, and I'm about to grab the microphone, and it's quiet. And some guy yells out, hey, Goomba, how was prison? <laughs> and it was dead silence. Yeah. And I grabbed the mic, and I said, your mother made it bearable. <laughs> and people went berserk. And I don't know where that came from. That's yeah. not a line of mine. Yeah. I don't talk like that, but it was like a gift from God because that was a moment. I would have got crushed yeah. if I didn't answer him back. Oh, yeah. And uh, Well, those are, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, those are go-to, you know, primal comic instincts. You yeah. Know? Just your mom or your whatever. Uh, like, I was, yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's I just, was like, that's I could stoop stuff. That's what we were kids, you know? You, yeah. You go there and they'll shut up the biggest guy, you know? Yeah. People, uh, you know, I don't, I, do you get, he have you gotten heckled or have you had oh, problems yeah. with people in the crowd? Yeah. I always have problems with people in the crowd. You yeah. do? Always, yeah. Well, you do political stuff. Do people have a kickback on that? Of course. Sometimes. I mean, I had, uh, you know, my biggest, I've talked about this before, but I'll say it again because it's a new person. But, um, one of my biggest things, 3,000, I got booed by 3,000 people once. And uh, it was uh, it was like an MIT, Harvard, black alumni right. um, kind of event. <laughs> and so they had a comedy show. And the comedy show was like Will Sylvance and Artie Fuqua and like Harris wow. Stanton and Sugar Bear. And then I was a token white guy. And so I get up on stage and I said something like, because uh, I used to do this Native American thing. My grandfather like spent his whole life on reservations. I'm not like one of those 23 me Indians. Like I'm, you know, I have a card and everything. Right. And so um, I said, you know, you know, everybody talks about the you know plight of African Americans. I mean, at least at least you know black people got to travel. And I did this thing about you know whatever, and then they just went crazy and just booed like three thousand people booing is a whole nother kind of like, yeah. boo. I mean, you can walk out all you want, but when you got three thousand people just booing you in unison, <laughs> and I was trying to keep it funny because I was, and so I started doing like Elvis kind of kung fu moves, right. and, like as they're booing me, I'm right. kind of dancing to the boos, and like, it was just a it was a nightmare. How long did you stay on stage? Uh, pretty long, a good six minutes probably, because I was doing my time. I was going to do the Bill Burr thing. Like I was, you weren't going to walk me off the stage. I wasn't going to. That Bill Burr thing yeah. is is a must see for every <laughs> anybody who's thinking yeah. about getting in comedy should be required oh, to watch that. It, it's what changed everything. You know, mm -hmm. it's like it made it, it just yeah. He just became so loved after that. That was so funny. But yeah, so I've had stuff like that. And then what was the irony was, I so I, that happened to me. That bit got booed. And then literally probably seven months later, I did it on Showtime, White Boys in the Hood, the same joke, and I got an applause break with black people in the crowd. So that was that was as far as the censorship thing, where it was just like, that's the thing, too. It's just like, you know, that particular, you know, moment was just like, I could have gotten scared from that bit and said, oh, I can't do this kind of stuff. And then I totally did the bit on television, and it was like a whole nother thing. That's amazing. Yeah. Because that's why you can't you can't just have let you know every crowd is different. Like you can't just wow. have one crowd control 
your destiny in comedy. I mean, try and do Trump jokes out out in Suffolk County. I have, and uh, I've gotten in trouble. Yeah, and I've learned my lesson. Yeah, you know, I did a firehouse, um, you know, last year, and I opened with some Trump stuff, they and I had to dig myself out. They don't want to hear it. Idea, yeah, and now I know. Yeah, and I'm okay with it. Jersey too. I'm okay with it. I have well, the parts of Jersey depend. Yeah. I mean, I still feel it out. Uh. I feel out the crowd. I sometimes, you know, uh. we'll play around and I can tell, but you real, but I, but I'm, I'm definitely going to feel out the crowd now when I do comedy. But I think. What I'm starting to do now is say we're very far left in this country mm. and we're very far right, right, and that's part of the problem. Now I'm trying to I make fun of Bernie now. I don't right. just make fun of you know, or I try to make fun of the whole left side, which I think sometimes. Do, do we, you have a candidate that you like? Do you have a politician that you like? I know you don't like Trump, obviously, but do you? Is there someone that I, you gravitate towards? It's not that I hate Trump. I just feel like he's reckless, and, and you know, my whole thing is I'm a Republican that usually votes Democrat mm. because. If I knock my girl up, I need an option. You know what I mean? Right. Like I, I think certain things should be just choices that we should all have at all times. Right. And uh, and then you spend a long enough time in showbiz, you're gonna have some gay friends, and so you want everybody to have the same rights everybody else has. Right. So that's that what's that's what leans me left. But war and protecting the country, I'm all about that. Right. Like I'm not not your Texas. Yeah, exactly. Uh, guns? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I yeah. got three. Yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. <laughs> that's your good old boy. Yeah. So, and I'll never lose that. Like, no. I feel like that's part of me. But no. then living in New York 20 years, you know, that's part of me too. So it's no. like, you know, I'm, I'm one foot left, one foot right. Is there a candidate that you're, I, if you have I like Beto O'Rourke. Um, you know, I don't know if he has much of a chance now. I felt like when he was going against Ted Cruz, right. he shined a little more because Ted was such a villain. And they knew less about Beto. Yeah. You know, that there's, yeah. there's always a mystique. And now yeah. as they're finding out more about him, yeah. he, he has flaws. Yeah, he has flaws. He has a rich family and, you know, he's kind of, there's there's some money that's kind of been contributed to him that maybe people, you know. Well, it's not even his real name. That, yeah. No, mean, he's trying to get the Latino vote. I mean, if, but yeah. if you're not using your real name, come on, Goomba then, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> if you're not using your real name and you're not in comedy and you're a politician, you're in trouble. Well, it's showbiz. It's just like showbiz. Are you kidding me? The whole thing. I don't know. It's showbiz. I, I that bothers me. It's showbiz, man. You don't I, think Trump is like taking advantage of showbiz things? I, no, he I, works I, Twitter I, like a comic. I, like I, I get it's the same that. Thing. I get all that. The only reason he's president is because his, you know, his showtime with the Apollo was the debates. You know, yeah. Th those were his roast battles. Like he, he killed it. His debates are the most phenomenal debates I've ever seen in my life. Like uh, he destroyed everybody. I like his rallies. I think, <laughs> I, th <laughs> I, I think his rallies are. <laughs> Our Comedy Central specials. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. He goes I, up there. No, I just like the fact that he'll create words like bigly. Exactly. We're going to win bigly. And I'm like, is that? It doesn't matter. Get get me Google. I'm like. No, you know. he's like Larry the Cable Guy. It's like yeah. a catchphrase. It's, like, yeah. it's his get her done. Like yeah. he, you know, get her done. Yeah. That's how he, and he is yeah. like a comic. He has merch. Like his merch. Is <laughs> he has merch. That's his right. merch table is crazy. Yeah. It's better than Spanky's. Remember Spanky? He oh, always yeah. had a bunch of merch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, Bernie. Bernie. The only thing. He's too old. I don't want I, anybody old. I, anybody under 60, I'm in. It's not just Bernie. Any politician that screams at me scares me. Yeah. You know what I mean? He yeah. screams at you, and I'm like, why are you... You know what I mean? It looks like he... You know. You know I hate when people too scream old. at you. He's too old. I just want somebody under 60 that has a little bit of investment in what's happening, and... Uh, like, if I won't let you borrow my car, I don't want you running my country. You know what I mean? Like, you can't be too old for me. <laughs> it needs to be a little bit of, you know what I mean? And I'm sorry, you know, Alzheimer's. I mean, Reagan was a prime example. He was, I mean, towards the end, he didn't know anything. They Is were, that true? Yes. Well, yeah, look at, I don't know. Yeah. The, the last years of Reagan, forget yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That was the punchline, and that was the reality. He was really, you know, not able to really function. They were coasting him through, you know? Like he was, he had full, full on Alzheimer's towards the end. It's, I, I'm, I'm amazed. I'm a registered independent. I was too at some point. And, um, I, I'm always amazed how emotionally involved people are in politics because I always look at it like, I, I like some of the things that the Democrats say and want to do. And I like some of the things that the Republicans say yeah. and want to do. And, it's odd to hear somebody talk like that. You know what I mean? And like, like in other words, hey, you know, both parties have some good ideas. 
Yeah. You know, why can't we do both? Yeah. And everything's so bipartisan that every each side is looking like at other side like they're it's doomsday. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. you couldn't you couldn't an idea from the left could never work. An idea from the right could never work. And it's like we're I'm an American. I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. Yeah. I'm an American first. And I think I think people now think more like they're Democrats or Republicans. And yeah. that, that really bothers me. It does. And when I was 18, I voted for the Trump of my time, which was Ross Perot. Like, yeah. he, he was the guy that was out of the box. Right. He wasn't a politician. He was a business guy. Right. He was going to, like, he was very similar to what, the way Trump attacks kind of, you know, his policies, you know, is very, you know, simple mm. and, like, to the point and catchphrase and, you uh, know. But reserved. Yeah, he was a little more reserved than Trump, but he quite was, a bit. But he, but he was still like he was outspoken, though. He just wasn't mean, or he didn't go places yeah. where you know yeah. race or anything. Yeah. But, uh, but he was, you know, he get he get into it, you know, yeah. he get he get a little excited. But uh, and he did pretty well. Like he fucked up the election. Like he yeah, did, no, he, did, he, he, did, he had a, he got a lot of votes, and then and then I did went through a Ralph Nader's you know phase. And that got me nowhere. Yeah, around, you know. <laughs> so, and, and, and him too. Yeah. And him too. Yeah. I did. I refused. To what do about th- Gus Hall? Did you do any Gus, Gus Hall? Hall? What's he doing? He's got a TV show, right? No, he's dead. <laughs> Gus Hall is dead. I'm kidding, I know. Yeah. Oh, uh, you knew that. Jill Stein. I was refused to go down that road, you know. Mm. And then I got behind. I got behind Clinton because I felt like, you know. My girl was into it, and I felt like we needed somebody that could maybe get something done. Mm. I really felt like, you know, I know the Clintons are shady and all that, but I felt like, you know, I was okay with it. I was going like, you know what? It's kind of lesser the two evils, and then and then that didn't even happen. And then this fucking guy gets elected, and I understand why. My whole family's Trump people, right. so it's not like I come from some place where I'm like looking at it like, how dare the? I can't believe this guy's well, the president. Like I understand why he is. I'm surprised that yeah. people don't understand why he became president, and it, they and, don't work the road. Yeah, and you, <laughs> yeah, they don't go outside because Trump being president is basically the middle of the country giving the finger to New York and LA. Absolutely, and it's nothing more. More than that. It's like, F you, you people can't tell us how to live or what <laughs> yeah. to do. You know what I mean? And you've ignored us. Yeah. And th- we're going we're gonna to show you we're here by, by, I, by I, voting our guy in. Well, it's interesting. I saw, like, you, you know, memes have been kind of like the bumper stickers of our time, you know, yeah. where it's just like now it's just like, you know, that's how they communicate to us. But I remember seeing, we're gonna wrap, yeah. I remember seeing a, uh, a meme where it had a picture of New York City with all the smog, right. and then it had a picture of um, just kind of you know somewhere in like Montana or something with a beautiful you know blue skies. Yeah, and then it was like it's like you know showing like the people in New York want to tell us about you know the environment you know right. that kind of thing where it's just like you know I I think we get caught up in this bubble in New York. You know, well, I mean, they just you know people. Uh, judge on, the world. On, on, well, people on both coasts, they feel like they're more yeah. sophisticated. And we are. I than, mean, that's the reason I live here. Than, um, <laughs> you know, than the middle of the country. But I I have to tell you, you know, I, I've traveled like you have. And yeah. um, I, I love places like Kansas City and, and whatnot. I, 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 ra- I, rather, I like to go to towns where people say good morning and hello to you. Me and, too. You know, I, I don't I don't think this. I mean, there's advantages to being in the city, but sure, I don't. I well, don't... being a comedian, it's like, you know, sometimes. I mean, I got a friend that lives in Tennessee and travels all over, and doesn't matter where he lives. Like he just he because he has such a road presence, like he can do that. You know, if I didn't time. have to live in New York, I wouldn't. And I was born. I'm born and raised in the Bronx. Yeah, I might eventually leave. I don't know. I might go to L.A. or something. Open a comedy club in Hollywood or something. Who That's knows? That's my new bit now. Who knows what? My my father told me. Um, they they honeymooned. Yeah. You know, I, I talked to my father. I said, you know, uh, do you remember, you know, uh, I said one day, do you remember making me? He goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I said, really? I was like so, yeah. so surprised. Like, you know, there was a plan to make me. Yeah. So he goes, well, we honeymooned at Niagara Falls in Canada. So he goes, you were made in Canada. <laughs> he goes, but you came out in the Bronx. <laughs> So I'm like, do I have dual citizenship? <laughs> you know what I mean? He goes, lamb. So and then my father yeah. breaks it down. What, if you don't understand, when the sperm hit the egg, <laughs> he goes, we were in Canada on the falls on the Canadian side. He goes, and then nine months later, he goes, 
your mother cranked you out in the Bronx. And I'm like, really? I said, how do you remember that? He goes, I'll never forget it. Goomba Johnny, everybody. I said, why? You never forget. <laughs> what makes you say you'll never forget it? He goes, I drank a bottle of scotch that night. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, man. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was, it was like, great seeing you, man. Yeah, it's so fun. You know, it's like always the running tag is you want to like actually <clears> – <throat> Get to know people, you know, book them on a podcast, you know. Like, well, yeah, yeah. and, and, and you know, it, it, there's always more than meets the eye, you sure. know what I mean? Absolutely. Especially guys like you and I yeah. who have been, like we said earlier, around the block. Yeah, yeah a few times. Once or twice, <laughs> you know. Thanks I, so much. You want to plug anything? What's What do you got coming up? Um, Twitters or? The only what? thing I'd yes. like everyone to know, um, yes, you'll please. never hear me again on this podcast. <laughs> and um, I just want to leave people with that thought that that from this point on my career is going skyrocketing <laughs> way to shit on the podcast right at the end yeah. <laughs> i was gonna hook you up i was gonna well, get you a show here would you have <laughs> would you, would you, you dummy would you have me back up. yeah no, no nicknames can, though can we, I, get, we get every nicknames you, no let me ask you a question what? have you ever had a guest that asked to come back of course <laughs> stupid that was my joke you got so mad. I love it. I, love it. I always let get me, mad. Let me, let I'm let me, the youngest. I'm the youngest. I me, always get mad. You're the size of my brother. I'm not afraid of you. Let me tell Trained. You my big trained I dude. Mean, people, don't listen I to I got me. a black dude trying to get in here. I got right, Harris I Stanton. Go. All, All right, right, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening uh, to the show. Go- goodbye. <laughs> Please follow us on uh, Twitter. I'll leave you with this. And on Facebook. What are you, what are you on and, Twitter? Um, at Dustin Chafin is my Twitter. At Goomba Johnny. At Goomba Johnny. Follow Johnny. needs the followers. And I uh, do. <laughs> I do. And if you want to do comedy coaching, uh, go to my uh, Facebook, uh, Outlaw Comedy Coaching, and I'll teach you this great business of stand-up comedy. And uh, thank you for listening, everybody. I'll leave you with this. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money.